Good evening, and welcome to my new podcast series. Please download, share, enjoy, and turn on upload notifications. We're here for chilling tales of things that may go bump in the night. Welcome to Fright Nights. Halloween is just around the corner. What better way to prepare than to get cozy, turn the lights off, and indulge in this horror-filled adventure? Tonight, we will have three true scary stories that will undoubtedly get your hair standing. Story number one, Bedtime Stalker. I was about four or five years old, and my parents had just separated. My mom was living in a two-bedroom apartment. I had my own room, but I preferred to sleep in her bed whenever I was staying with her. Our two bedrooms were at the end of a hallway, directly across from each other. Our apartment was on the first floor, and I remember that it was in the middle of the summer. My mom had a window open in her room, which was directly behind the bed. Anyways, I woke up in the middle of the night and remember sitting up and seeing that her cat was sitting in the doorframe of my mom's room. Her door was open, and you could partially see into my bedroom. This was strange, because her cat was typically always in bed with us. As I was watching him, he walked into my bedroom and meowed. I turned to face my mom and wake her up. In the three to four seconds it took her to wake up and ask me what was wrong, we both looked back up in the doorframe, and there is a man standing by my open door making his way out of my bedroom. I still don't know how she managed to do it so quickly, but my mother proceeded to pick me up and literally throw me out of the screen window. Again, we were on the first floor. It was maybe a three foot drop to the ground. She quickly followed and we were able to start screaming for help and someone called 911. The police came but didn't see any signs of forced entry only that our front door was unlocked which led them to believe the man must have exited that way. The strange thing was that my mom swore up and down that she had locked the door that night with the deadbolt and chain lock. About a week later, she was cleaning the kitchen and opened up our water heater closet and found a notebook with names and drawings as well as a pair of gloves and some gum wrappers. The police were called again, but all they could do was speculate that the man had been in our house and hid until we were asleep. Story number two, Nightly Visitor. This is the late 80s, early 90s. I was around six or seven years old. I am at home with my sister, who was 14 or 15 at the time. We grew up in a small Texas town Everyone knows everybody. We are home alone this particular night, and my folks let my sister babysit me frequently. We always got along due to our age gap. Anyway, it is about 8 p.m. in the winter. Deserts get pretty damn cold, so it is dark and we are in some crap. Those one-hour news pieces on CBS that chronicle large crimes in depth, trafficking, murders, kidnappings, and the like. Basically, a gritty lifetime special. This, 
This one was a typical story. Guy next door that was quiet went on a rampage in his next door neighbor's house, mutilating them and kidnapping their young daughter. Well anyways, the thing about our house common room is the door leading to the backyard was a huge glass door on a wall of floor to ceiling windows. Nothing but blackness beyond it, unless you have the back light on, we did not. The front door is on the other side of the room with a small entryway. This is a solid door so you cannot see what is behind it, with a glass storm door on the outside of it. About 45 minutes into the show, they are talking about the ongoing manhunt for this crazy guy. Bam, bam, bam. Front door bangs like crazy. We jump the hell up and scream like banshees. Dead silence now. The only lights on in the house are the kitchen down the hall from the common room we are in and the light from the TV. We start thinking that something is on the porch. We had some planters in a rocking chair out there. They had simply blown against the door. This was West Texas. Crazy strong winds out that way. Well, a minute or two of silence and us holding each other post-adrenaline overdose passes. Just when we are about to declare everything is safe, we hear the storm door on the outside of our front door close. Damn. Someone had to have opened that door to be able to bang on the front door like that. We are both frozen in the middle of the room on the floor where we have been watching TV. My sister crawls over to the TV and turns it off. It was an old TV, so you had to turn that metal dial to switch it off, which it does with a mildly loud thunk. Now it is just us in a room dimly lit by the kitchen light down the hall. I do not remember how much time passed with my frozen and my sister still crouched by the now off TV. But we kept making eye contact and looking at the front door. I remember this part vividly. I'm on my knees sitting on my feet and I turn around to look at the back wall, windows and glass door. We hear and I see the back door knob turn. It was locked on the knob but not deadbolted. It rattles slightly as if someone is gently trying the handle. Neither of us make a sound, just held our breath. Bam, 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 bam! Loud as hell, someone is trying to force the door open, just jerking it back and forth. The whole wall of windows is vibrating violently and I can see with each jerk of the door how many slight reflections gets fuzzy, then clear, and fuzzy. My sister flips out and screams bloody murder. I am still frozen on the floor. She gets up and basically drags me into her bedroom, slams the door, throws her mattress and anything she can find in front of her door. Thankfully, she had remembered the phone, one of those ungodly heavy beige plastic long metal antenna portable phones. We still had to direct dial the sheriff there, and in her panic, could not remember the number. She just hit redial on the phone. 
it was one of her friends, and she tells them in broken gasps that someone is trying to get into our house and needs to get there right now. The profanity sticks out here more than anything else. Who knows? Could be the young brain. I am curled up on the floor and cannot stop shaking. We don't hear anything else until we see the headlights of my sister's friend and her parents driving up to the house. We never did find out who was at the door or why. There were no signs of anything happening, but a couple of scuff marks on the bottom of the back door that we could not remember if they were there beforehand or not. Nothing like that has happened to me or her since, but for damn sure we never forget to lock a door after that. Story number three. Uninvited guest. I'm a girl and I live in a pretty big old house with five navy guys. My room is by itself out in the detached garage, so one night I'm sleeping out there and in my dream, I'm assume, I'm hearing this loud rattling noise. I slowly start waking up, but I feel pretty out of it. I open my eyes and look around, and the noise continues. The door is about three feet from the end of my bed, and the doorknob is rattling like crazy. It almost sounds like someone's pounding on it. But I can't tell if it's someone knocking or someone just trying to open it. At this point, I realize I'm really awake and this is not a dream. Even my lab, who never wakes up during the night, is up and staring at the door. I often used to forget to lock my door because we live in what seems like a pretty quiet neighborhood, but thankfully I'd begun deadbolting it more regularly, maybe like a week before. That's probably due to something I read on Reddit. I don't remember. I am terrified. I always hoped I'd be one of those people who responded better in a situation like this, but I was not. The door is still rattling, and I can see the motion light is on and shining through the window in my closet. All my blinds are closed. I am near tears, and I throw the blanket over my head and wait to die. I have literally nothing in my room that I could defend myself with except a flashlight, which I am holding on to tightly. I am paralyzed with fear and just sit there as silently as I can, curled up in the fetal position with my metal flashlight. A minute later, the noise stops and I finally am able to move. I have a weird closet with a window at the top and a big bench, so I crawl in there, climb up on the bench, and poke my head up. A few seconds after that, the motion light goes out. I'd missed whatever was going on. I run back to my bed and begin thinking logically. I live with five guys. They often have people over late at night after going out downtown. I look at my watch and it's 2.30 a.m about the time they get home from bars closing. Maybe someone was very intoxicated and just being stupid, right? So I text all my roommates, trying not to make a big deal out of it and sound silly. Hey guys, are you up? 
Do you have people over? Someone was just outside my door trying to get in. I assumed someone must be drunk or something. Ha! Huh. Kinda creepy. Less than two minutes after that, I hear the back door to the main house swing open. I hear whistling and banging, and my roommates are running around the backyard with baseball bats. Thankfully, one of them is a light sleeper, and he woke up and got another guy up. I open the door, run inside with my dog, and don't go to sleep again that night. My roommate spent the next couple hours patrolling the house and watching out the windows. We never saw anyone, but they did find a pack of cigarettes lying in our backyard, along with a bag of Hardee's or something like that. More than likely, it was just someone trying to rob us, and because there were six cars in the driveway, they decided to go for the garage, where they probably assumed no one was, and not the house where they'd probably get themselves killed. However, at the time, for all I knew, all my roommates had already been murdered, and I was the last one to go. That's what I figured at the time, anyway. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to turn on your notifications to know about the next upload.